Welcome to the Ruler's World Broadcast. Stay tuned as Pastor William Beckson shares with you insights on how to take dominion on the earth. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we well, thank you this morning for your sure mercies. Thank you for your sure mercies this morning, Lord. Thank you for your sure mercies. Thank you for your sure mercies. Thank you for your sure mercies. Thank you for your sure mercies, Lord. Lord, this morning our hearts are opened, our minds are opened to receive your word. Help each and every one of us encounter your word this morning. Let your word come with power, with force, with authority. And let the authority of your word become more pronounced than the reasons in our minds. Than our faulty persuasions. Let your word come with ability. And let it dislodge any form of unbelief. Let it dislodge any argument. Let it dislodge any reasonings. And let your word find rest in our hearts. And let our hearts produce so much fruit to the praise and glory of your holy name. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your presence in this meeting this morning. For we have gathered in the authority of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the authority of Jesus have we prayed. Amen. Amen. All right, shall we be seated? God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. We give God all the praise and all the glory for a beautiful day, a glorious day. We want to get into God's word uh, this morning, I, I want to share um, some thoughts on the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. God's word has an assignment in your life. God's word has a purpose in your life. God's word has a job to do. There are goods God's word wants to deliver in your life. The ministry of the word of God. The ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. The purpose of God's word in your life. I trust that in this teaching, we will recommit to God's word I trust that in this teaching we will magnify God's word. We'll magnify the word. We will.
place so much premium on the word. And we're going to allow the word of God to have its way in our lives. I want to make a statement that I want us to really think about. I'm not sure it's not. Or it's a statement you've not heard before. And this is it, that Satan believes that you have a price tag. Satan believes that you have a price tag. Satan believes that you have a price tag. Think about it. Satan believes that you have a price tag. Think about it. He plows in hope. All the things he's doing that generally can be classified under temptations, some are also persecutions. You see, the things he's doing, everything he's doing, he's just hoping that he will quote the right price that will make you say, okay, deal. For some of you, he doesn't know at what price you will say deal. For some of you, he doesn't know at what price that you will say, you know what, I'll take it. And so if he doesn't know, then that becomes the basis for his persistence in your life. Because he knows that you will crack at a point. So all he has to do is to just keep at it. Just be persistent. He brings this you don't like, no problem. I have other things I can show you. He brings this you don't like, no problem. I have other things I can show you. He brings this you don't like, no problem. I have other things I can show you. He squeezes you here, you're still intact, no problem. There are other areas I can squeeze. He believes that you have a price tag. And he believes that it's just a matter of time. He will find what works for you. May Satan be disappointed. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is where the word of God comes in. Sadly for Judas, it was 30 pieces of silver. Hallelujah. So when he hit 30 pieces of silver, Judas gave in. I'll take it. Is it not to betray Jesus? I'll take it. What will Satan give you to betray Jesus? Think about it this morning. The only way we can be sure is if we are all filled with the word. Because if we are not filled with the word, we won't know what will come out of you when you are squeezed. We won't know what will come out of you when you are tempted. Like I said, for Judas Iscariot, it was 30 pieces of silver. The guy signed on the dotted line. Deal. They shook hands with the chief priests. I'll take it. Hallelujah. I really want you to think about this. Because it's only God's word that can so purge you, purge your desires, purge your interests, purge your heart to such a degree that you can say, like Paul said, I have fought a good fight and I have finished my course. I've run my race. I have finished. That means I made it. I didn't fall by the wayside. I made it. Hallelujah. Um, in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8. How I wish everybody were here. How I wish. Hallelujah. We're warming the engine just to also 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Look at it. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Can we all read this verse, please? Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. This is what Satan believed would be the price tag for Jesus. For, for Judas, he, he, 30 pieces, <laughs> he was gone. But he was willing to stake it all for Jesus. So, there is a wisdom that the temptation Satan is bringing your way is a revelation of the, the, his estimation of your value. If Satan can just bring maybe one lady my way, in his mind, you are not worth more than this. Because he won't waste his temptations. He won't give Judas Iscariot all the kingdoms of the world and the, glo the glory of them. It's a waste of resources. Temptable resources. So you, you can see a certain strategy in the allocation of temptation resources. Hallelujah. <laughs> he, he can find something for you at your level. Satan can find something for you at your level. We're talking about the ministry of the word of God. The ministry of the word. What God's word can accomplish in your heart. So much so that you can finish this race that God has put you on. That you can fulfill this purpose for which you were made. That you can fight this good fight of faith in which you are involved. And to show Jesus the full scope of, his, of the price tag, he took him up into an exceeding high mountain. So even Satan understands that depending on where you are standing, you can't see what he wants to show you. That is why after a big victory, don't be carried away with a fanfare. After a high, you've accomplished something very massive. If, it's, if it is possible, cut the party short before you find yourself on the floor. He takes you to an exceeding great mountain and then he shows you what you could have through compromise. I'm saying this to you that none of us, none of us can survive without the word of God. If the word became flesh, dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. The glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That means Jesus was the substance of God, the reality of God. Jesus is the clearest expression of God on the earth. 
if he had to say it is written, you don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance of coming out of this thing saying, I have finished my course. I have run my race. You don't stand a chance if you are not loaded with the word of God. The ministry of God's word in your life. The ministry of the word of God. So Satan showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. If Adam had not yielded to that temptation, this thing Satan is boasting of, it would have been Adam who would be in charge of it. Because what Adam lost to Satan is what he used to build these kingdoms of the world. That dominion, that authority to establish kingdom and to think, to think that Satan, having worked how many years to build all this, sees a person coming and just knows that 30 pieces of silver won't work for this man. This other one won't work. The, you know what? I need to put everything I have built so far. That, that is a revelation of the value of the tempted. So sometimes what should make you cry is what should make you rejoice. Count it all joy means there is something I'm going through, but it's a revelation that I have to be valuable. I have to be valuable. That you are willing to give me all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. I should just bow and worship. Who am I? In case I don't even know who I am. Eh? By this temptation, I, I should get an education. So I shouldn't be, God, why am I going through this? You see, because some of you have not taken time to, to really understand what this meant. Do you know that just after this, the Bible says angels came and ministered to him? It was this, if we say it's a temptation, it, it, it was tasking. This thing was a stretch. It wasn't as if Jesus had just put his hand in his pocket and said, okay, you know what, I won't do it. No, I won't do it. It doesn't sound good. I won't do it. It's not right. I won't do it. No. The moment this thing was over, angels had to rush to strengthen him, to minister to him. Do you know what pressure it is that Jesus had to go through? Some of us will be depressed. If you, you know, Paul just had a little taste. When he says, for the abundance of revelation that was given me, a minister or a messenger of Satan was sent to buffet me. It's a certain harassment. It goes beyond even physical pain or whatever, you know, um, uh, theologians may, may, may say that thorn is. But on, on, the, on the soulish level, on the mental level, if you know what it will mean to be under this, this weight of temptation, that means Jesus, in quote, is cornered. He has no way out. The only way out is that bow and worship me and you will have what you came for. Have you come to that place where it seems as if the work God gave you to do? If you don't compromise, you can't get it done. You know you are called. You know God has asked you to do something. But if you, if you try doing it like God wants you to do it, it won't work. 
And the only way it will work is if you can just bow. Just bow. Should you be the only one standing? Just bow. It's pressure. So the moment it was done, angels came and ministered to him. Maybe some of you are going through that right now. I want to tell you that in this message is a ministry that comes to strengthen. Hiya, hiya. You will be strengthened. You'll be strengthened. That's what the word does. That's what the word does. That's what the word does. So Satan believes you have a price tag. Hallelujah. Some of us is not much. It's just one nonsense. And you will lose your center of gravity. It's not much. That's it. You're gone. You better recover. So when Judas took 30 pieces of silver, it was a loss. When he collected the money, you would think his bank balance has risen. Not many days after, Peter and Co. said, his bishopric, let another take. By embracing 30 pieces of silver, you have lost destiny. His bishopric, let another take. Oh, for 30 pieces of silver? Hallelujah. <laughs> it's interesting when you read that text in Matthew 27. You know, when Judas, the Bible said he, he, he saw that he was condemned. I think from verse 3. When he saw that he was condemned, uh, he came back to the chief priest and brought the money. He says, I have betrayed an innocent blood. <laughs> and they said, what is that to us? You see these people you think you have agreed with. When there is problem, eh, you will be shocked. I thought they would give him post-betrayal counseling. You know, no, 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 don't worry. The way you are feeling, no, no, it will go away, don't worry. We are very, you know, um, experienced in this. You are not the first person we've worked with. You know, it, it's just a phase, it's an episode. Uh, just, just relax. You calm down. Just go home, get some coffee. After a while, you will settle down. And then you can, you can find something to buy with the 30 pieces of silver. They, they told him, what is that to us? The people who help you do what you did. You know? <laughs> when the rubber hits the road, they will tell you, what is that to us? See thou to it. Handle it alone. <laughs> you are on your own. Look at the next verse. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple. Oh, so you could do without it. You didn't need it. That's what temptation does. Temptation blinds your mind to every other thing and just leaves one small window. You could actually throw away 30 pieces of silver. Then why did you go for it in the first place? Many of us don't need what it is like this pressure. I need to get this. I need to. You don't need it all. You can get it and not want it again. He threw it. And he cast the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Look at the next verse. And the chief priests took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. What are you using your money for? Can you imagine how these people are using money from the treasury to fund betrayal? You don't know what you will use money for until you have plenty of it. These chief priests never gave to Jesus to establish his ministry. But they were willing to fund his betrayal. Uh, we, we won't go there. It's, it's, another, it's another matter. It's another matter. It reveals the state of heart. 
So in Acts chapter 2, uh, we read from verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Oh, hallelujah. You see, this day, this day, they were minding their own business. They were doing their own thing. And then they received the word. Gladly received the word. They did that with the word. They didn't reject it. They didn't reject the word. Because God's word is asking something of you. Even if the word is silent, it tacks at your heart. And they received that word gladly. Look at it. And were baptized. They received it and they yielded to the authority of the word. And I'm sure some of them proud to this. No, no, no. This baptism thing, I don't. No, no. It's because you've not received the word. When you receive the word on the matter, you, you, you see, if you receive it, you will yield to it. They were baptized. And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So whatever was happening to them, because they had received the word, it was actually the Lord who was working on them. So it's not just a scripture in your heart. God gets involved when his word gets into your heart. He gets involved. It's no longer only you. They received the word gladly and were baptized. You can't claim you have received it if you won't submit to the protocols of the word you have received. Proof that you have received this word is that you will yield to the baptism. 42, please. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' word, teaching, doctrine. They continued. That means this day have they, they found a new family. This is so important. You see, when, 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 you become, when you become one of the people of faith, you have found a family. It's not just a congregation. It's a family. They continue. That means their agenda had changed. Their plans had changed. Their reasons for living. What they are doing now, this is not how they live their days, their lives. This is not how they spend their time. But it's like they have been born into a family and now they were yielding to the protocols of that family. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching, doctrine. They gave themselves to the word and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So all these things are happening because they receive the word gladly. So that word you have received, there are many other things it will take you into. And if you will continue in that path, you will see that the word is literally shaping you now. You are now involved in things you never thought you would ever do in your life. Because you are allowing God's word to have its way in your life. Look at the next verse, please. We're going all the way to 47. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders, because they had received the word, the wonders followed. Fear means reverence. A setting holy awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. All became part of the commonwealth. 
Do you know what level of selflessness? Do you know how selfless all of us must be to be together? Do you know how empty of self all of us must be to be together? And they and all that believed were together and had all things common. This is not just private life. It's communal because it's kingdom. All that believed were together. This is the word of God working out its protocol. All they had to do was receive that word and yield to whatever influence the word was exacting upon their hearts. And they found themselves together. And they realized that my security is no longer in things. Oh, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Jesus. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. We can't preach this thing today. These days of personal achievement, we can't preach this. That your need is my need. No, 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 no. But this is how they lived because the word of God was working. Ah, they had respect for the word of God. And this is so powerful. That means that in the kingdom, your security is not in the things you have, but your relationship with the king. You, you have no idea how liberating this is. That means it won't matter what you gain or lose. You are fine. You see, the way Jesus lived, eh, he came to show us kingdom life. And he had developed, he had developed this relationship with the father so strong, so much so, that he told us, I mean, he said a man's life does not consist in the abundance. He is not prescribing poverty. He's just saying that that mentality of abundance, surplus, and supply must be where we are operating from. This is important too. You won't, you won't know how important this is until you come, you come into plenty. You will lose your sleep. Hallelujah. Sometimes some of you forget to even lock your doors and you are not even troubled because you, 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 you are not a preferred choice for thieves because robbers are also very strategic. So they know that, you know, why do we gamble going here? Okay, what will we get? And if we are caught, like what? There's no, you know, risk and return. Doesn't make sense. But the moment you begin to come into abundance, it's not just abundance that comes. Other risks follow. He says, and in this life, you will have a hundredfold with persecutions. Some things will come along with the nice things you want. And you'll realize that you are not the only one who wants it. And it's not everybody who wants to get it the way you got it. Then you realize that you need, you need deeper. This is what makes people You see, even if one to get what he has, I, no, I, I need some roots. I need some covering. Yes. So he may, he may work and get whatever, but at certain levels of wealth, of stewardship, you will see that those thoughts will come into your mind. And I think people say it around. You see, like, don't let anybody waste your life. You were not thinking like that when you were poor. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that it is embracing the word of God, embracing it, allowing God's word into your heart. That is what will be able to purge you of selfishness that you don't even know exists in your heart. Only the word can find it out and flash it out. Only the word. If you don't allow the word of God to get into your heart, you won't know the selfishness you are protecting. You won't know. 
when these guys allowed God to add into their hearts, they realized that they were more than the things they possessed. And so without cajoling, without special teaching, without special preaching, it, it just dawned on them. We're kingdom citizens. My faith is in the commonwealth, not what I have collected privately. And the Bible had always, already said, fear, reverence, awe was upon every soul. And then they came into this. Look at verse 46. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. So the heart is the platform on which all this is happening. And that heart is what God's word is interested in. This is so important. They did all this with gladness and singleness of heart. That means if your heart is not in this place, you, you can't fake it. You can't get among them and, and try and just be doing what they also do. They will catch you. Because you will see that selfishness will just reveal you. It will just draw you out. You will be so obvious. But you don't have the heart with which they are doing what they are doing. So until the heart is involved, even if you are going through the motions, it won't help you. It won't add anything to you. They did this because they all had glad hearts and singleness of heart. This is what they came into this community with because the word of God had already gained entrance into their hearts. Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, let's look at verse 6. I have planted Apollos watered. Okay, wait a minute. What did Paul plant? What did Paul plant? The word of God. The word of God is what Paul planted. What do we plant? Seeds, isn't it? We plant seeds. Seeds are planted. So when Paul says, I have planted, he's talking about something he did with the word of God. He sowed it as a seed into the ground. And in the parable of the sower, Jesus gave us understanding that the heart is the ground. The seed is the word. You see? The heart is the ground, the earth, the soil. The seed is the word. So when Paul says, I have planted, he saw the hearts of the Corinthian church as a soil, as ground, as earth. And he, as a farmer, came not wishing, but he came with seeds. And then he labored in planting or sowing the seed of God's word into the soil of the hearts of the Corinthians. Please listen to this closely. The ministry of the word of God. You see, and in every seed is everything the seed needs for life. By that I mean, Mama Jenny, mango seed doesn't need your prayers to be mango. The, the design is encrypted in the seed. This is so powerful. If we don't understand this, we will joke with the word of God. Because God were, God's word is seed, and the Bible even says it's an incorruptible seed. That means there is no seed on earth that is as quality as the seed of God's word. There is no seed. No word on earth is as quality as the word of God. 
and its seed. And you come into this arrangement with a soil, with a heart, with a ground called your heart. And when we succeed or you succeed in planting the seed of God's word into the soil of your heart, <laughs> Minister Bright, that seed you have planted has in its DNA the ability to become the tree and the fruit it represents in your heart. Please, you understand that? That means if there is no seed planted in the soil of your heart, praying for harvest is, 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 is going on a fool's errand. That you don't know that you have planted a seed, but we are praying for harvest. We are praying. No farmer does that. That you go onto your five-acre land, you've cleared it. You've done everything, prepared the ground. Then, ah, thank God. My goodness, this is mighty ground. Glory be to God. And then you go home. And then you wait, ah, and then you hear, oh, it's harvest time. Oh. People are harvesting. Say, glory to God. Then you come to that ground expecting harvest. It won't happen because there was no seed sown. The seed is the word of God. So many of us, the expectations we have is called wishful thinking. Because there is no seed you have sown on that thing you are expecting. And by seed, I'm stressing again, the seed is the word of God. The seed is what? The word of God. So if you have not sown the seed of God's word, expecting a harvest is, is madness. Now look at what Paul said. Paul said, I have planted. It's not, I think I planted. No, I have planted. It's not for debate. I've sown something in your hearts. Then he says, Apollos watered. Okay, what does it mean to water? What do you use to water? Let's allow the Bible to help us. Ephesians chapter 5. That he might what? Sanctify by the washing of water by the word of God. So the teaching ministry of Apollos is what Paul is referring to as watering. Is that like this thing I'm doing to you, rain is falling on you. Have you not read Isaiah 55? So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. If you hear so shall, he's comparing it to something. So we need to back up. He says, as the rain cometh down from heaven, so shall. Ah, so his word is like rain. But if the rain comes and there is no intentional seed planted, is weed that will grow. The ministry of the word of God. So when, when, when Paul sowed and planted in their hearts, and Apollos came to water with more word. So the seed is the word of God that is planted. The water is more word. Why? Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart. Hey! The mouth speaker. That means your mouth will find nothing to speak. You may think you are talking, but it's not registering. Because we don't talk out of our scarcity. We talk out of our abundance. And Jesus said, it is when this word is in your heart abundantly that your heart will give a word to your mouth in season to speak. Out of the abundance is now talking about the watering. It's like we have planted, but we are adding more word. So, so, so um, be anxious for nothing. It's a seed, isn't it? 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God will flood your mind and your heart. Be anxious for nothing. If you don't sow that thing in your heart, hoping to be free from anxiety is like tempting God. There is a seed that gives the fruit of zero anxiety. It's called what? The word. Then Isaiah 26 says, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Ah, that's more word, isn't it? Even uh, 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 be anxious for nothing is a potent seed. It's potent. You can ride on that. But you see, you can also allow the watering by going for more word on the same subject. More word on the same matter. So that you are persuaded. You are convinced. You are, you are sure. You are certain. You know that you know that you are not going to collapse under the weight of this thing. Because you have too much evidence. You have too much word on the matter. Apollos watered. Before you see the increase, God sends two people. A planter and a waterer. Some of you want to see God too early. You've not sown anything. You've not watered anything. And here you are calling for the increase. A call for increase. A call for increase. You'll be like that and you'll fall down and die. Calling for increase. He has shown you the protocol for increase. The planting must happen. The watering must happen. And the Bible says, and God... Give it the increase. Increase of what? Increase of what was planted. God won't give you an increase you've not planted. That I sowed mango. And God says, I'm omnipotent. Omniscience. You sow mango, I give you pay. No. He won't do that. He gives you increase in the word that has been planted and the word that has been watered. That increase is what you are expecting. That increases that, that vision, that dream, that thing that is burning in your heart. You see how you want to be A, B, C, D, or it's already burning in your heart like, this is what God wants me to do. That thing you are seeing, there is a seed for it. There is a watering for it. If you go for that, harvest won't just be at the mercy of prayers. Hallelujah. There are many farmers who don't pray as much as you do, but they are feeding you. Because the potency is in the seed. It's not in the muscle of the farmer. It's not in the strength of the farmer. Jesus says, just like you cast a seed and you sleep and wake up, sleep and wake up, and this thing just, that's how the kingdom is like. It's not in just, you know, no, no, no. All the strength is in the word. You can't carry the weight. No, it's not for you to carry. There is a word you must be hanging on. You are standing because there is a word under your feet. You are not standing because you are strong. He says be strong in the Lord. Not just be strong. In the Lord. So there must be something you are standing on. There must be a word sown in your heart. And over and above that, there must be a watering. Where more word, more word on the same subject, more word on the same matter. That same issue, you have so much word on it. So much word on it. So much word on it. And then God gives the increase. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Some of you, what you are speaking is not what you should be speaking. 
Because there is no abundance in your heart. You are saying what you should not be saying because there is no abundance. It's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. That means every word of God has in it the design so that if I receive that word, believe that word, retain that word in my heart, it is the seed of God's word that will produce something in me. It's not me that, it's as, you know, it's like, I don't want to do this again. I want to stop this. I, want to, I don't want to go here. I don't want to do this. I, it's not just that. Too. Just feed on the word of, and let the word of God live in you. It's the word of God that will produce. It's not as if you are, you are calling for mango. I call for mango. Like, you know, I'm calling for mango. I'm call- it's not that. Plant the seed of mango in your heart. Water it with more word. And when God begins to give the increase, the word of God will change your form. Because depending on what it is that is growing, it, it forces you to shape up to what is growing inside. Do you see it? So, by... Allowing God's word to prosper in your life, your very shape will change. Because the seed is what will determine the shape of the fruit. Do you see it? Yes. So it may be melon seed, but you see that the melon fruit is very big. It may be an orange seed, and the orange may not be as big as a melon. So it is the seed you have planted. That's what will, the, the, the shape you will assume will be determined by the seed you've planted. Are you afraid? We need to check what you have planted in your heart. Are you troubled? Are you worried? We need to check your heart. Finally, I'm not asking you to do something you are not already doing. Like this, this thing I'm teaching you, you're already practicing it, but with the wrong seeds, with the wrong word. You're already practicing it. You allow something to come into your mind, settle in your heart, that is not God's word. Then you look out for more word on that matter. You, you know, oh, somebody too has said the same thing. Oh, hey, this one too said the same thing. Oh, hey, and I read it here too. Hey, okay, and I saw it here too. You see, now more word on that initial seed is coming. And then before long, it has taken root. Because the same process for proper edible seed to grow is the same pro- pro- process for weed, a weed seed to also grow. So if I'm producing weed, and I want to produce edible fruit, I just have to change the seed I'm planting. That, that's all. But it's not as if God is asking you to do, like, no, no, you are doing the thing already. If you sit for 30 minutes worrying about a matter, you are already practicing meditation, but in a negative way. So when we say this book of the Lord shall not depart, you are already doing it. Have you stopped thinking? Can you stop thinking? No, it's, it's on top. The thing is, the thinking is thinking, it's thinking, it's thinking, it's thinking. Now he says, use the word to do that thinking. That's all he's saying. He's not saying stop thinking because you're already doing it. You're already doing it. But you are using the wrong word. And God says, use my word. I, I want to stop here, but I want to find out, like, this thing I'm saying, like, is it doable? Because we are already doing it. That's the point, too. We're already doing it. You're already worrying. That's effective meditation happening. And if you continue on that path, your body will start to respond to the weight of the thoughts you are feeding on and nourishing. Your body will start to react to that. And if it was the word of God too, after a while, your body will react. The seed is there and you are getting more word on it. More word on it. Watching it. Watching it. Watching it. He says it shall be health to them that find it. 
and medicine to all their flesh. Just worry on the word of God. That's all we are saying. Just be, use the word of God to be worrying. Just be worrying on the word. Since worrying that one is easy, just, we are, don't stop worrying, but worry the word. Just worry. Let's catch you like this. Hey, no weapon form against me shall prosper. Ay, 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 ay. Greater is he that is in me. Oh. Hey, greater is he that is in me. Hey, me. Greater is he that he that is in the world. My goodness. Nay, in all these things. Hi, hey, it's me. I'm more than a conqueror. Hey, 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 I'm more than a conqueror. Hey, it's happening. You are there and this thing's going on in your head. This is how I live my life. I'm always studying. Like you see me walking, so don't make a mistake. I'm not here. My mind is locked on something. All the time, I'm learning. I, I would have run out of messages by now. <laughs> All the time. I have found a way to worry the weight. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your height? What award have you received for worrying? Jesus says you can't even change your height by worrying. As easy as that is. Changing height ministry. He says even worry can do that easy thing. He said, why do you take thought for what you will eat? For what you will wear, for where you will sleep. Consider the ravens. Consider them. You are tempted to worry? Just look at a bed. He says, are you not much more valuable than they? Most of the problems, if you are just patient, they will pass away. Divine. Do you remember those days every Wednesday, you and me and Sayram, we pray here. Every Wednesday in the old building. Every Wednesday, I meet them and we are praying. And we are calling for it. And we are praying. Those, one of them was key job, isn't it? That's very central. Are you still praying for a job? Some of the things, you know, just be patient. Just be patient. But time you call, Pastor, time you call. One at time, you call. One at time. Whose time? Whose time? One at time, you call. Just be patient. And you might be breaking. Who's soon? Who's soon? prepare mumu. Instead of worrying about my wife. So, me too. Which woman will marry me? Don't worry. They are, they, they, they are looking for you. They've just not found you yet. But don't worry. Because when you get into this marriage thing, you wish you would have taken in deep breath before diving. <laughs> Some of you just want to dive without taking in deep breath. Sela, I wish you are hearing my heart this morning. The things you are crying about, look, they will come, you, you'll be tired of them. The thing, you will be tired. You'll be tired. You'll be tired. How many of us have prayed for a job before? Oh God, my, my hand is up, my leg is up. Oh God. Hey, 2004. My goodness. We started a small business and we're giving ourselves one Ghana CD a day. Just for me, that's the, the salary. Just, just to buy some, put body and soul together. And there was some fufu joint to be at Gesell. We had an office there. So one Ghana CD, you're able to um, do some fufu. Yes. Oh, some of you, you are the new generation people. So you don't understand one CD fufu. Yes. 2004. Then I remember one evening on a certain park. I can take you there. Can take you there. Mark 11, 22 to 24. Came alive. That's how I got my job in Stambik. Prayer. Calling it forth. Using the word of God. Using the word of God. Whatsoever you desire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I got that job and I forget to eat. Eh? Because of the pressure of the work, I forget to eat. Just, just say, when you beba on Japan, when did it? Oh, it's true. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. How many of you have jobs that you want to leave now? You are tired. You want to leave. You are tired. Any hand? Any hand? I know some hands, but they are not lifted. <laughs> hey! You remember when you were praying for it? You see, now you are tired. 
it's okay, I'm, you know, I want to go. All the things you have, you will get them. It's, it's, yes, you will get them. Follow them who through faith and patience inherited the promise. It, it will, you, you will, it's not, this is not the real deal. You will get it. You will get it. It's not a big deal. Let's, let's take care of your heart. Let's take care of your heart. Let's take care of your heart. You will marry. You will have your children. You will have your house. You, all those things, they won't be major. It's your heart. It's your heart. It's your heart. How many of you want to change your wife? You want to change your wife? You want to change your wife? I bless God for this powerful people. I thank God. Ah, God is among us indeed. And the shout of a king is in their midst. <laughs> we are so blessed. Nobody wants to change their wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Prepare, prepare so you can, you can, you can, you can do well. Amen. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry and rush into it. Prepare, prepare. Hallelujah. If you ask many people, remaining single is better than a bad marriage. <laughs> Somebody say 200%. No cranny, can I this race? I know. Instead of preparing and entering, you are just worrying. Nyami when, nyami when, nyami when, nyami when, you will soon be praying to that same nyami. Nyami had done a bad term, sir. Nyami had done. Nyami had done. You, Obeka said, Angel, play the video. Play the tape when this woman was worrying me. Play the tape to her. Hallelujah. But whatever the situation is, if you can get the seed of God's word, plant it in your heart, get more word, water it, you will give back to new fruits, new fruits, new experiences. So nothing is condemned. Nothing is spoiled. Nothing is beyond redemption. Nothing is beyond repair. Whatever you, you, you're dealing with right now, you want a new job, let's sow new seeds into your heart. You want a healthier marriage, let's sow that seed. And more wet, more wet, water it, more. New fruits, new experiences, new understanding, new wisdom, new orientation, new perspective, new opportunities. You begin to spot them. Just because you have sown the seed and you are watering, and you are watering. Instead of sitting down and worrying, be busy sowing the seed in your heart and water it with the word. And leave it to God who gives the increase. Hallelujah. All right, God bless you. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website, www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.